Hello everyone, how are you this beautiful day, this beautiful day that the Lord has made? I'm Karen Jane Casey on the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. And every Monday we have the episodes under Hope and Faith Journey. This is where we find encouragement through our struggles, trials, tribulations, hope for healing. And we always know that we can turn to God. He is our refuge in times of trouble, whether they're big troubles or small. And it's all about our hope and faith journey. So this month, we, we are looking at life lessons that I shared in my nonfiction book, A New Song Rises Up. Here, I candidly share my journey, what I've learned, and how the Lord was there for me time and time again. We find how the Lord provides you a way for healing and overcoming your troubles. So today's episode title is Reap What You Sow. This relates to chapter 11 and the titled, Will You Reap What You Sow? Within my book, A New Song Rises Up. But first, let me share with you this. As I shared with you in past week's episodes, Through life struggles, the enemy tells us lies. In my case, even when I'd come to Jesus as a young wife and mother, there were lies that I still believed about myself, but I didn't realize it. So I faced many troubles because I believed those lies. I allowed myself to be mistreated, abused, manipulated, and controlled by toxic people. I remained too long in toxic environments. At some point, I did realize how coincidental these attacks were, as if an evil force was working at tempting people to harm me in the same ways I had suffered before. Was that possible? Did the enemy, the devil, know my weaknesses? So, yes, indeed, the enemy did know. We have to know that we're in spiritual warfare every day all around us i don't want you to suffer the lies the enemy of the enemy like me i don't want you to waste years of your life not realizing how truly loved you are you do not need to become like your enemy returning evil for evil and if you do there are consequences for it rather please know that god will fight your battles for you and this is why i share I'm going to skip around, but read to you several portions from the chapter, Will You Reap What You Sow? And I believe this is where it is. All right. First, I'll show you the relationship between in, in the spiritual law of sowing and reaping, how Jesus told parables so that people could relate it to farming. If you come from a life of farming, then the concept is likely easier for you to imagine. During Jesus' time, many of the people had their own farm or garden to manage. Jesus probably used parables about sowing, planting good seeds, and reaping a harvest, so that listeners could relate the planting or sowing to decisions that we make and reaping to the results of those decisions, directly resulting. Please study these parables found in the Gospels. You can look at Matthew 13, Mark 4, and Luke 8. There's other passages. 
When we talk about sowing and reaping, we're addressing the choices we each make and the corresponding results based upon those earlier decisions. We must address the spiritual or natural law of sowing and reaping. We have free will. God chose not to make us as robots who are only able to make take commands. We can think and make decisions on our own. He wants us to be willing, willingly come to Him. We decide whether we sow good seed listening to the Lord's guidance or we will sow bad seed in reaction to temptations. The corresponding reaping will either be a good harvest or a moment to face consequences. When it, and yeah, I'm not going to read further on that part. Um, okay, moving on to 142, page 142. I can never be good enough to make it to heaven on my own. But when I asked the Lord to forgive my sins and I accepted Jesus, all my sins were erased. Jesus, the only begotten Son of God, paid the price for my sins, and that brought me into the fold as a believer. Jesus died and rose again. He defeated death, making it a reality for his blood to cover my sins. How long can I count on his payment for my sins to be good? As a believer, I belong to Jesus for all of my life. Nothing can take me away from the love of God. Jesus paid the price for my sins once and for all. We have seen the unexplained phenomenon of good things happening to bad people and of bad things happening to good people. Only God knows the secret truths there and he is not compelled to share everything with us. Faith tells us there is an ultimate good, his will being accomplished. I've learned through experience that when trials, circumstances, or adversarial conflicts come to me, I'd better be quick to listen and slow to speak or respond. And in making that choice, I am sowing what will be reaped later. A quick emotional reaction will not fare well for me in the long run. Can any of you relate? <laughs> when hardship of any kind comes, we can strive to view it as an opportunity to demonstrate our faith, to see it in, it in, see it in what there is to be learned so we can be empathetic in that area and help others. In other words, we can choose to determine, how can I use this instance to sow seeds? When the trials come, we need to continue rejoicing, praying, being thankful, and worshiping the Lord. He knows the whole picture, while we only see a little tiny portion. He works it out for good. I'm skipping along again. I'm on page 145. My consequences in my situation were hard in their own way, although not permanent. I have learned valuable lessons through it all. I had sown evil into my life through a series of bad choices. Through his merciful forgiveness, I walked out from it all with gratitude for his love and mercy and a father's correction and guidance. Thank you, Lord. In Hebrews twelve eleven, we read, now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterwards it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. How different my story would have been had I not turned to the Lord when I did. How different it could be, have been for many who have had the opportunity 
to turn, but they refused. Or maybe they only meant to put off making that decision. But there's danger in procrastinating, making a good decision because we don't know what control might happen next. We don't have control over it. Here are some what-if examples we can relate to. These are just random examples. A man has already received charges for DUI, driving under the influence, but he decides to drive drunk this one last time. But that, with that incident, he is caught by law enforcement after causing a wreck, maybe with a fatality. What are his consequences? A woman begins to feel guilty about an affair, but she puts off deciding whether to break it off until after this one last meeting. But during that meeting, she is caught. What are the penalties for her actions? Maybe she suffers the heartbreak of a divorce with no opportunity to reconcile. Precious time is lost with her children or loss of income and possessions. Maybe the incident ignited violence. In every decision made to sow bad seeds, we are in danger of of having a timely correction. In every situation in life, I believe there is always the gift of conviction, the opportunity for a decision to address the issue and make a positive change. But sometimes we ignore it. So here's Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 through 10. And this puts it out pretty plain, the entire um, spiritual law of sowing and reaping. Make no mistake about it, God will never be not mocked. For what you plant will always be the very thing you harvest. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that was planted. If you plant the corrupt seeds of self-life into this natural realm, you can expect to experience a harvest of corruption. If you plant the good seeds of spirit life, you will reap the beautiful fruits that grow from the everlasting life of the spirit. And don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds, for the seasons of reaping the wonderful harvest you have planted is coming. Take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. Hmm. And another, another uh, translation says, uh, if you don't give up. So we certainly don't want to give up planting good seeds. We will see a harvest. Okay, so page 148. If only one person joins the kingdom of God because we allowed ourselves to be used as his vessel, then our efforts are worth it. And we know someone spoke to, spoke to or prayed for Billy Graham. Someone spoke to or prayed for Martin Luther King. Seeds were sown. What if you sow seeds and reach one specific person and that one person is instrumental as a great vessel to open doors for many people to come in God's kingdom? How awesome would that be? It would be awesome. Awesome. All right. Page 151. When we rejoice in everything, we're being obedient to the Lord, acknowledging dependence upon Him and appreciating all that he has done and is doing for us. In that instance, there is no room for discontent, complaints, and temptations. In that instance, we are enjoying peace and blessings. 
Now I'll go to the scripture, Psalm 28, 7. You are my strength and my shield from every danger. When I fully trust, your help is on the way. I jump for joy and burst forth with ecstatic, passionate praise. I will sing songs of what you mean to me. I love that. And that's pretty much all I was going to cover today in this chapter. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I hope you will find many nuggets that you can use in your life walk from my book, A New Song Rises Up. I also have, I would like to introduce you to my study guide that accompanies the book. And this is has questions that correspond to each chapter to help you meditate on the materials that you've read. And there's space within it so you can jot down your own reflections. It's meant to be your personal journal or diary, so to speak. And the purpose is also to promote your own growth, building your faith for your hope in healing. My hope is that you'll turn to God with your troubles, come to Jesus for your salvation, and stop believing the lies of the enemy. You may begin as I did, seeing yourself as not enough, unloved, not belonging. And with that belief, you've allowed yourself to be around toxic people in your life. You've allowed yourself to remain within a toxic environment, allowing people to mistreat you, abuse you, manage you, control you, and um, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. The enemy, the devil, knew your weakness and tempted people to bring you harm. But we know that God is fighting our battles. God will overcome. And we need to rely on him. Therefore, we do not return evil for evil. Instead, we go about doing good. And in that, we can hope for the Lord's reward, a harvest. As a believer in Christ, you can declare, I am a loved child of God. His work of art, I am a daughter of the Most High King. Well, let me close with this. Encouragement to sow good as you'll reap a harvest. 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 7 in the message. <laughs> Remember, a stingy planter gets a stingy crop. A lavish planter gets a lavish crop. I want each of you to take plenty of time to think it over and make up your own mind what you will give. I would that you protect you. I hope would to protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. God loves it when the giver delights in giving. So it's all in your attitude. Do you want to serve the Lord? Do you want to serve others? Do good and receive a harvest, answer prayer, rewards. Well, thank you for joining me in this episode of Turn to God with Karen. This is Karen Jane Casey, author, speaker, podcaster, domestic violence, victim advocate, and ambassador for Christ. Stay tuned for Turn to God with Karen every Monday morning at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Hope and Faith Journey. And also we have episodes on Wednesday, Sword of the Spirit, and on Friday, Karen's Book Corner. I invite you to go to my website and share your comments, your suggestions. Any feedback is always welcome. And my website is KarenJaneCasey.com. And up at the top, you'll find contact page, how you can reach me. 
So when you go to my website, you'll also see information and resource material regarding domestic violence, and you'll see my books, my blogs, and podcasts. I have a series of fiction books, Standing Through Storms. So far, there's three. In the fall, there'll be another book. My series of nonfiction books, Faith and Hope Journey, has two books, and in the fall, there'll be another book. If you've read and enjoyed any of my books, and if and if they've evoked positive change to you in any way, if they've brought you encouragement and hope for healing, let me know about it. And I'd also appreciate a great review on Amazon.com. Well, thank you, and God bless.